Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users enter code BMF during sign-up. Play in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Enright to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy presented by DraftKings. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Coming at you week 14. Getting ready for week one of the fantasy football playoffs. It's coming to you on a Friday, so it's already started. If you went up against Cam Makers of the Rams defense, hopefully that was not the case, but you still got plenty of time to go. Bill, what's going on, my man? I did go against Cam Makers, uh, of course, and it's one of those ridiculous, absurd bonus leagues where you get a bonus for the guy tying his shoe. So, you know, Cam Akers, he had a good game. He didn't get into the end zone, though. Somehow that equates to, like, 35 points thanks to this absurd scoring system that I'm forced to play in because my knucklehead commissioner refuses to change the rules and get with the 21st century. You know, Frankie, I would always tell people after Thursday Night Football and they're down big, don't worry because a Darren Waller-type situation could happen on Sunday. (laughs) A hundred percent. And I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I actually went against the Rams defense last night. So I wasn't happy to see that miserable attempt at a tackle by Cam Newton in route to allowing the Rams to return that pick six. I mean, that was absolutely awful by Cam Newton after that terrible pass. So I'm already behind the eight ball, but I was happy at least to, you know, get Cooper Cup with a late t- uh, touchdown because otherwise he was looking at single-digit PPR you know, production, and I really would have been up against it. But instead, I'm only going to be going down. But, I mean, once again, absurd rules for defense. I mean, it's amazing. But, you know, in, in the league that I'm in there, it's another high-stakes league. You know, and they really need, like Bill said, really get with the, you know, 21st century over here. But, I mean, this is getting absolutely absurd. But the Rams defense got 30 fantasy points in that league last night and Cooper Cup in a full PPR league only got 14 and a half so I'm already down six, almost 16 points heading into the weekend so it, it's you know once again it's an uphill climb but I wasn't too happy to see that pick six return all right so let's get ready to get the ship back on track for this weekend coming up we're going to start talking about some quarterbacks going to do some over and unders and obviously get the DFS crew involved with fade fabs as we ended off now let's get ready to get it started Bill and a couple of weeks ago Frankie very astutely said that if he was a fantasy manager of Cam Newton or Kyler Murray, he'd be very worried about those two guys going into the playoffs. We've seen Cam Newton already drops the absolute dud. I want to get into some quarterback confidence rankings going into week number 14. Week one, uh, ranking one being no or very low confidence, 10 being total confidence or 
very good confidence. And let's start off with the aforementioned Kyler Murray. How confident are you in Kyler Murray this week coming to the Meadowlands to take on your New York Giants? The Giants have been playing really good. If you asked me about a month ago um, which of these teams would be playing better in December, I would have absolutely said the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are on a three-game losing streak. Giants on a four-game winning streak. Murray hasn't really been the same ever since that Seahawks game, right? Clearly, he got injured in that game. He hasn't been running the same. He hasn't been passing the same. The Giants, over the last, uh, excuse me, over the last three weeks of the season, they've allowed the fourth least amount of points to opposing quarterbacks. So, you know, you can say what you want about how Kyler Murray's been playing at the beginning of the season, but lately he hasn't been that good. So if I'm going to do a confidence poll, I'm very neutral. I'm going to give it just a five. All right, Frankie, you was the one that was on top of this a couple of weeks ago. What do you think about Kyler Murray? What is your confidence rating for Kyler Murray going into week 14? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, unlike my counterpart over there, you know, I'm not just full of hot air. I actually put my money where my mouth is. So last night I actually faded, you know, Cam Newton in all of his props, under his touchdowns, under his passing, under his rushing, everywhere. And, and it all paid off. And I'm actually worried once again, like I wrote about, and you guys, you, you're 100% right. I think Bill is right. We're on the same page here. I love the way that this Giants defense is playing right now. And I'm worried about windy conditions and cold conditions, putting Kyla Murray outside. We know that. You know, his number one weapon, DeAndre Hopkins, might be coming into this game heading in the wrong direction, banged up with some injuries. Looks like he's limited once again in practice today. So for me, Kyler Murray, uh, my confidence rating is even lower. I actually have him at a four out of ten in this game because I am worried about Kyler Murray going on the road against a hungry Giants defense and a hungry Giants team that right now that looks like they're right in this contention with that Washington football team, you know, to really come away with that NFC East crown. So, you know, despite having a poor record you know they're going to be getting Daniel Jones back on the offensive side of the ball I think that's going to light a fire under the defensive side of the ball and that's going to be bad news for Kyler Murray so I'm worried about huge bust potential for Kyler Murray in week 14. You know Bill when we was me and Fabiano was doing the SI Fantasy Podcast earlier this week yeah you know when you get to <clears throat> this time of year a lot of fantasy analysts will tell you go with the guys who got you there don't get too cute so we already seen that Kyler Murray a guy that's gotten us there we're kind of down on him this week now let's change our focus to Deshaun Watson. He's going up against the Chicago Bears this week. No Will Fuller. Things could get tough for Watson. Obviously, you want to go with who you got you there. What's your confidence rating for the Houston quarterback this week? I'm going to give Deshaun Watson a seven, right? We, we saw what he did last week um, with Kiki Kuti, Brandon Cooks, uh, David Johnson not expected to play, so that hurts their rushing attack a little bit. But Watson always gets it done. He, he's just such a baller. I feel so bad that they, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, the coaching situation there is a, has been a mess over the last couple of years, but that hasn't stopped this Sean Watson from just putting up insanely awesome numbers. He's so much fun to watch, such a big time competitor. I really think he's a top five quarterback in the league. I can never bench a guy like that, even with the, the no Will Fuller and uh, a, a tough matchup against the Bears. All right, Frankie, hop in here and give me your thoughts on this. Deshaun Watson, one of the guys that got us there, but, you know, with no Will Fuller going up against Chicago, what would you put his confidence ranking at? 
Yeah, well, for me, I actually have him around seven and a half guys out of ten. I actually really like this matchup. I know that it looks on paper you're supposed to be fading the Bears, but this Bear defense doesn't really scare me as much this this year. I'm really worried about like they're missing guys on that defensive line that obviously make a, an impact. And Khalil Mack just doesn't look healthy, and he hasn't really looked interested in this entire 2020 NFL season. I'm not so sure if he has COVID concerns, injury concerns, family concerns, but he just doesn't look like the same player. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, how could you not be in love with the kid I mean he's got three straight games of 318 or more passing yards I mean those are some solid numbers with six touchdown passes I know he didn't have a touchdown pass but uh last week against the uh stout uh Colts defense but he did find the end zone with his legs and he also has at least 24 yards rushing in both in at least in in like what what is that five or six or seven maybe even eight or nine straight games I don't even know how many games in a row it is but he's been effective on the ground because that Texans running game it's non-existent right now David Johnson you know is not there, uh, you know, right now for, you know, it, well, he's coming back. And then when he really is there, he really isn't there. So listen, if the Texans are going to win this game, they're going to wish it, win it on Deshaun Watson's arm. And I believe that he is a strong play despite the tough matchup on paper against a paper tiger, in my opinion. I believe that the he's going to have a great game. And I think that the shops right now, the shop information out here in Vegas, they're actually looking to back Deshaun Watson and the Texans on the road. So that's more that's even more, you know, uh, ammunition for me to be behind, you know, the Texans and Deshaun Watson. So it's a seven and a half for me, guys. All right, let's get back up to Bill, and let's go Josh Allen. At times this season, he's looked like an MVP candidate, and at times this season, he's looked like he's come down to earth. This weekend, the matchup is tough going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the guys that got you there, Josh Allen, what's your confidence on him for week 14? You probably have to start him, but the Steelers have given up the third least amount of uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last three games. I'm going to give him about a six. I'm I'm not as confident as him as I am with Deshaun Watson, but I am more uh, slightly more confident in him uh, over Kyler Murray. So Josh Allen gets a six for me. And I got ripped by the Bills Mafia this week because I called Josh. I said Josh Allen wasn't a top five quarterback, and I don't believe he is. Now, we weren't even talking about fantasy football. We were just talking about in the league in general. But those, those, those very passionate and loyal fans that make up that Bills Mafia, boy, they really attacked me on Twitter. I almost kind of, you know, you kind of got to respect it a little bit. Yeah, now nah, Bill's Mafia, they really know how to get after it. And trust me, they have come after me on occasions before, and it's not fun. You don't want to go up there to New Era Field and get thrown through a table, Bill. So be careful when you talk about the aforementioned Buffalo Bills. Frankie, let's hop in here. Josh Allen versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's the confidence ranking? Well, listen, you know, being, you know, a fellow Italian American over here, I know not to get in front of anything with a mafia in front of it. But for me, guys, <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely love. Josh Allen. I actually give him an eight in this rating. I think this Ooh. is gonna, I think this is a prime time spot. I think this is an opportunity for him to show his ability against a team that's eleven and one. I think the fact that this game is on Sunday night actually boosts his potential in this game. I really love what I saw from that kid last. You know, you know, playing. Obviously, this game, his game was moved around. These games were all moved, and they had to go to Arizona to play San Francisco. And boy, did he really put up prolific numbers now it, over the course of this season he has had some you know games where he's shown inconsistency because his accuracy is something you know that I still worry about but his legs have been great he's been efficient 
He's getting rushing touchdowns. When they're down near the goal line, I almost feel like he's a better chance to score than some of their running backs. You know, so overall, for me, I love this potential here. I think you're going to be looking at a solid game. And for me, he is a top five quarterback overall in fantasy right now because he's taken this team to an elite level. Without Josh Allen, at quarterback right now, I honestly believe that we would not be looking at a, you know, at the Bills going to be winning the AFC East crown, which we talked about over the summer over at SI Gambling, that the shops were all over that. So I'm looking and waiting to cash that ticket because, you know, we were fading the New England Patriots. And boy, was that the right thing to do? The Vegas Wizards shops were all over that. But I love Josh Allen. Give me an eight for him this week going, you know, staying at home to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 14 on Sunday Night Football. All right, Bill. Other side of that is Ben Roethlisberger. Some people say the comeback player of the year, but obviously you have to give that award to Alex Smith or you just don't have a heart inside your body. But Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger performance. Do you think he's pissed off about that? No, he's like got to he be. Probably, <laughs> you're like, he probably had that award locked up, and then all of a sudden Alex Smith, when did he come in? Like five, five, uh, week five or week six? He comes in out of nowhere, and like Ben Roethlisberger is probably just thinking, oh, well, there goes that award. Yeah, that, like, that, that's how the door right now. Off. Yeah. Yeah, that's out the door right now, um, obviously. But shout out to Alex Smith, though. Listen, he's, he's, I've seen pictures of that leg, and uh, he definitely does deserve it. But Ben Roethlisberger, he is performing as a top-12 quarterback, so you would think that one would be able to start him during the fantasy football playoffs going up against the Buffalo Bills with your confidence ranking for Big Ben. I'm going to give Big Ben the same ranking I gave Deshaun Watson. I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10 this week. You look at the Buffalo Bills, their last four quarterbacks, uh, three of them went over 300 yards, and, and that includes Nick Mullins, who had 316 yards and three touchdowns. We know the Steelers have probably the best trio of wide receivers in the entire league with Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. I don't know why I put – that emphasis on Juju. Yeah, you said Juju. Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. Uh, name me a better trio on the same team. I don't think you can. Ben, Amari uh, Cooper, uh, Amari nah, Cooper, Stop it. Lamb, and Michael ah, Gallup. Ah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, it, maybe Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, but even then, they haven't been playing that great. Um, so I'm, I'm absolutely – uh, very confident in, in Roethlisberger this week, given his weapons, given the great matchup against the Bills. You know, I tell you what, Frankie, Bill makes a point about those weapons to the point where the Buffalo Bills don't even, I mean, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers don't even run the football no more. James Conner and the running game has really gone to nothing. It is just Big Ben back there throwing, throwing, throwing. What's your confidence level for Roethlisberger this weekend? I give him a seven and a half, uh, same number that I gave to Sean Watson. I believe that this is an opportunity for him to, you know, really uh, rebound uh, last after that last week's performance. I mean, he wasn't terrible last week, but the overall for the Steelers, they were. I mean, he still threw for over 300 yards. Guys, he's thrown multiple touchdown passes in six out of his last seven games. I believe that this, this game will actually have plenty of points. I, I would not be surprised if this is one of the games in week 14 that we're going to see every week. You know, there's at least five games um, since I've been tracking them over the last several weeks. I mean, we're seeing at least five, no less than five games going over a 50-point plateau in the NFL in overall in their totals. And I believe that this will be one of the games that actually goes over that 50-point mark. So I'm expecting points on both sides of the ball. I mean, I have Josh Allen slightly rated higher from a fantasy perspective, but guys, it is important for us to highlight that there is some sharp action right now coming back on the buyback on the Pittsburgh Steelers grabbing the two and a half on Sunday because I think there was some overreaction to that line 
as people were using optics and recency bias once again in NFL wagering, you know, looking at the fact of how good the Buffalo Bills looked. And, you know, obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers in a huge letdown spot fell to the Washington football team. And a lot of people inverted that spread because the uh, Buffalo Bills opened as an underdog and are now a two and a half point home favorite. They are grabbing those two and a half points late last night and even early this morning out here in Vegas. So that line is now dropped to around one and a half and down to as low as one point here now in some shops around town. But for me overall, I like what Ben Roethlisberger is doing. I think this has shootout potential written all over it. I think both quarterbacks on both sides of the ball put up elite fantasy numbers in week 14. This is I how, hold on, before you go to the next one, this is how you know Frankie is a true gambler. He puts the hook in his ratings, right? He, he gave Watson yes. and Roethlisberger <laughs> a half, he gave him a half a point. Yeah, no, no, that, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I, I heard that, but that, that is very true. He puts the hook in his confidence rankings. <laughs> Good stuff he, right there. He doesn't want to push. He doesn't want to push. He puts the hook in there. <laughs> yes. I want to either win. I, I'm, I'm, I'm either all in to win or I'm, you know, it's win or go home. I'm not looking yeah. to, I, there, there's no ties in, in, in this. There's, there's just like I always believe there's no, there shouldn't be trophies for third place either. Yeah, no ties, no trophies for third place. All right, listen, I don't have no problem with that. No participation trophies. All right, let's hop in here, Bill uh, Ryan Tannehill. What, what, what about the bronze medal? Like, if you're in the Olympics and you nah. get the bronze Nah. What? No, not for me. Not for what me. About, the bronze medal is interesting for yeah, me. Co- uh, I mean, come nah, on. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, I don't no. know about that. Not, not just, for me. Just, just gold and silver, Frankie? Just gold and silver. You come in first or second, or you see that, you know, in, in all the leagues that I'm in, in fantasy leagues and everything else, I mean, especially in betting. I mean, do they give anything for thir- – if you get three out of four or, or three out of five in, in a parlay, do they give you any money? No. They don't no. give you any money. So I look at it from a gambling perspective. You know, I, I don't believe there should be prizes for third place. I mean, I, that's just the way I feel. I don't think that, you know, I think gold and silver – you know, that's what everybody wants to accumulate in your life. You want gold bars, even maybe even silver bars, but you're always going for that gold bar. Does anybody really go for that bronze bra? Who's buying bonds? I don't know anybody that's buying bonds. Maybe Bill is trading and buying buying bronze. I don't know. I mean, this is bull market fantasy. We got to ask our boy Jim Kramer if he's trading anything involving bronze, but I think he's going for the gold and he's going for the silver, you know, but we always want to go for the gold. And as a better, I want that gold. So give me the money. I can kind of see Jim Cramer on Tesla. But anyway, let's get back to (laughs) (laughs) the fantasy talk. Bill, ranking confidence for Ryan Tannehill versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars, a division opponent who are in every single game. I think... Oh, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be my highest-ranked quarterback this week out of this little group that we're going to... I'm going to give him an 8. You know, I, I gave Ben, I gave uh, Deshaun a seven. I'm going to give Tannehill an eight. Uh, the Jacks, Jacksonville Jaguars, they're just brutal when it comes to stopping the pass. Uh, they've given up the most touchdowns uh, this year to opposing quarterbacks. I think the second most yards. Uh, I know it's going to be a big Derrick Henry game, but usually when Derrick Henry has a good statistical game, Ryan Tannehill has a few touchdowns to go along with it. So I'm going to give Tannehill an eight this weekend, purely based on his matchup. All right, now, Frankie. Here's the thing. You as a, a betting man, the Jacksonville Jaguars, like I said, they're in every game, and you have a late season game between two division opponents. Does it not scare you away from Tannehill at all? 
No, not at all, because if we look back to week two, we see what he did to this team and that defense. He threw four touchdown passes in that game at home against the same Jacksonville Jaguars. And guys, when I'm thinking about Ryan Tannehill this week, I don't know why, but my my mind is going back to the movie Friday Night Lights. And I almost want to be like when they saw their their teacher, you know, you know, possibly being a stripper. And I, I see their offensive lineman screaming, a 10, a freaking 10. And that's what I almost I almost want to say a 10, but I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a nine and a half this week. I love Ryan Tannehill. I only have one 10 reserved almost every week, and that's for Patrick Mahomes because I think he is clearly the you know the, the the cream of the crop when it comes to NFL quarterbacks, especially at the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson has clearly fallen way below some of these players and these quarterbacks in rankings. But right now, it's Ryan Tannehill in this week. Guys, I love him. Nine and a half. I almost want to scream a 10 like I just did before, you know, when I come back to that movie. But I'm going to go with a nine and a half. He's my highest ranked quarterback among these that we're discussing today. All right, good stuff right there. That's our quarterback confidence rankings going into week 14 in the playoffs. I want to also give a shout-out to Patrick Mahomes as he was named one of SI's Sports Persons of the Year. All right, Frankie, let me start with you on this one right here. Let's go over-under. I have a number that is set for a player and a proposition, and I want to know if you think it's going to be over-under. Bill, I will ask the same ones to you. Hopefully we don't line up on the same sides of all of these. But if that does be the case, that means we go out there and we play them this weekend. Frankie, let's start. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire rushing and receiving over 55 and a half. Clyde the Glide was supposed to be the it rookie running back. It did not happen this year. But how do you feel about this total right here? I actually think I would be going under this total. I'm a little bit concerned. For me, I think there's value in going under this number. He's been banged up. He missed last week. And now we're seeing that, you know, that, you know, as this game, you know, the season draws to a close and the Chiefs begin their playoff run, they're beginning to assimilate Le'Veon Bell a little bit more into this offense. So for me, I think that that bites into his overall potential. I also think that this is a tougher matchup than most people are believing it to be because I think that the Dolphins defense, especially at home, uh, their road home splits are a little bit you know, there's a little bit of a discrepancy there as well. The Dolphins play well at home. And I think the under 55 and a half on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this week, I would be fading that total. Clyde the Glide, Bill, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go under here as well. It's not just because I'm playing him in the same league that I have. Uh, I'm playing against Cam Akers, and I'm hoping that he has under. But I just can't see the fact that the, the Chiefs are going to all of a sudden shift from their passing attack to their rushing attack. Edwards Hilaire has been a big disappointment this year, and I think he's going to continue to disappoint in the fantasy playoffs. All right, let's go, Frankie, Matt, Ryan, Matty Ice. It just seems like it was only yesterday when he was the NFL's most valuable player. But if you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, those days are long gone. This weekend, Los Angeles Chargers, the number for passing touchdowns for one Matt Ryan from Boston College is one and a half. Uh, you know, listen, no Julio. I, I, yeah, no Julio. So that's always a big drawback for me. I, I know it's going to be crazy to actually say this. You know, but this Chargers defense, it scares me because I really don't know what to really expect of them. I feel like if they – if, you know, if – they're de- I feel like this, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, this is a, t- a tough one to me. I almost want to pass on this, but if I had to, I would actually play the under. Uh, I would actually go under this total because I'm worried that the Falcons and game flow and game script, they may get out to a lead here and maybe look to run the ball and eat the clock. So I'm not so sure, and I, I, I worry about once Julio is off this field, Matt Ryan and this Falcons attack is a completely different animal, guys. So for me, Matt, Matty Ice on the road in this game, I like the Falcons because of the fact that I want to fade Anthony Lynn the same way I want to almost fade uh, you know Gase 
over in with New York and the Jets. But for me right now, guys, I, I actually would go under this one and a half. Now, you know, it's interesting, Bill. You We, we do fade Gase. Yep. We have decided to fade Lynn. Yep. But at one point, we was fading Dan Quinn. We're That's not right. really fading Raheem Morris, but are we fading Matt Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to fade Matt Ryan here. One and a half touchdowns. So no Julio Jones. Ryan has had... Less than two touchdowns in seven of his 11 games, in seven of his 12 games this year. I don't think he's going to, I think he'll have one. I don't think he's going to get two. Can you imagine Frankie in like, you know, like freshman, sophomore year of high school? He gets to question 13, he raises his hand. Uh, Mrs. Smith, uh, I'd like to pass on this question here. You know, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if, you know, the property of A equals B or if it equals C. I'm just going to pass on this one. Is that okay? It's interesting, Frankie, your rebuttal. What high school did you go to, Frankie? Uh, Monsignor Farrell High School. Ah, but, Monsignor Farrell in Staten Island. I know it well. Yep. So I did go to Monsignor Farrell. But, I mean, listen, I listen. I, I don't know. Uh, Bill wants to always talk about that stuff. But, you know, I'm one of those guys that uses analytics. So I want to use numbers. If I feel that a number, and one thing I've learned from the Vegas Richmond Sharps, if the value isn't there, you pass. So uh, if I want, you know, to be giving out information – that I know that a lot of people will be listening to us. If, if I feel that it's not strong enough and I feel that overall it would be a pass, but I'll still give a lean, I'm going to say that that's what it is. I'm not going to be one of these guys like like Bill that likes to grab the bull. You know, if you mess with the bull, you get the horns over here in bull market fantasy and just automatically give a play whether I have a strong opinion or not because it seems like Bill has a strong opinion from that to his to how his wife makes his ravioli and, and spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> over there. You know, so Bill is a very opinionated guy. For, for me, I mean, you know, I want to make sure that everyone understands out there that's listening. If I had the opportunity, I pass or if I feel that there is strong value I'm going to say that whether it means that I'm raising my hand and saying that I feel that there's numbers that are involved in it so be it all right there you go there goes Frankie's response all right Bill Darren Waller as I was telling you uh in the video that we did earlier today his performance last week it for some amazing reason dropped me from the number one seed all the way down to the fifth seed so now I got to go in there and battle my way through the fantasy football playoffs in my home league. But Darren Waller did go off last week, had a big-time week against the Jets. He may have gotten you into the fantasy playoffs. This week, Darren Waller's receiving yard total is 61.5. Yeah, so you can't really compare what the Colts have faced over the last couple of weeks with with a guy like Darren Waller, right? Like They played against Jordan Aikens, you know, Anthony Fersker. The two of them combined had 40 yards in two games against the Colts. So Darren Waller, he, he's just a beast unlike any other than maybe just Travis Kelsey and, and George Kittle whenever he's healthy. You have to take the over here. I mean, he's the entire Raiders offense. Uh, we don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to play at this point. De- Derek Carr has, has very limited options. Nelson Aguilar is is so inconsistent. Henry Ruggs doesn't get enough targets. It's all about Darren Waller in this Las Vegas Raiders offense. So I'm easily taking the over 61 and a half. Ah, he says easily, Frankie. You agree with that? Nah, I'm going to go on the other side. What fun is it to be on the same side as Bill Enright? Give me the under here. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get some of that music right now. I want to be the undertaker. You know, like we want we want some of that death. Uh, uh, exactly. We want some of that music right now. I'm going to go under this total. I mean, he's gone under this total. I mean, if we take out that game against the uh, against the Jets, obviously that's, you know, the, the, against the Jets, I think even Bill Enright could score. 
unlike he, you know, maybe he wasn't able to do that on prom night, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. and, and in week 11 against the Chiefs, I mean, obviously they had to throw the ball here, but this Colts defense, I'm a little bit worried. I think that the, on the back end, this team is a little bit, uh, you know, more stout than the Jets defense. Obviously the Colts defense is one that I actually respect. The Jets are one that I completely disrespect every week. And then if we take out those games, guys, we see that he had 27, 22, 37, and 23 against the Falcons, Broncos, Chargers, and Browns respectively, going way under that 61 and a half that you have posted here, Corey. So for me, I'm going to be going under once again. I feel like I'm the undertaker today, but I'll be going under Darren Waller and looking for severe regression as a lot of people, most likely the public, will be all over going over, thinking the same thing as Bill Enright, that he is all that Derek Carr has. And I think that the Colts know that as well. And I would not be surprised to see safeties rolled over and the coverage being rolled over towards Darren Waller to take him out of the equation and ask Henry Ruggs III as well as, you know, maybe even Nelson Aguilar to try to beat them. So I think Waller is going to be taken out of this game. So I would go under this total. All right, here we go, Bill. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in Detroit to face the, I'm about to say rivals, but it's not really a rivalry of one team wins all the time. But here's an interesting one, Bill. The completions for Aaron Rodgers, the number sits at 25 and a half. Kind of feel like he's not going to need to complete 26 passes to beat the Lions. What do you think? I'm, I'm with you, and that's what the first thought that came to my mind too, Corey. If you, if you look at his last couple of games, he had 34 passing attempts against the Eagles. He had 25 completions. Week before against the Bears, 29 pass, uh, attempts, 21 completions. Week before that, 38 against the Colts, 27 completions. That was the only time in the last uh, six games where I actually would have went over this 25-and-a-half number. He can get it done with with 19, 20, 21 uh, completions in this game. I think it's going to be a big Aaron Jones game. I'm expecting a lot from Jamal Williams as well. Aaron Rodgers could have three touchdowns in this game, but he's not going to need 25 completions to do it. Lock him in on the under 25 and a half. I feel like the under 25 and a half is something that people will sleep on, Frankie. I think this is, a, especially in this game against Detroit, this one kind of jumped out to me. I'll probably put it in the props article. You know what I'm saying? So thank you guys for helping me write the rest of the props article. But what do you think, uh, Frankie, 25 for Aaron Rodgers? I actually like over this total. I, I knew you were going to say that. I, 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 <laughs> the neck. Yeah, no, I have to. I mean, and I want my, I want our boy Jim Cramer to cover his ears because, you know, obviously they're going against, uh, you know, a, a, a team right now. They just destroyed, uh, you know, with his Philadelphia Eagles. And guys, is it me? I mean, we're old enough to remember, you know, and I'm coming from back east. But for some reason, I don't know why, but whenever I, he- whenever I watch Jim Cramer and I hear Jim Cramer, I'm drawn back to the guy from the Crazy Eddie commercial. Crazy Eddie. He reminds yeah. me of Crazy Eddie as well. He really mm. does. And it's like, I really, I'm drawn back to that. I really want to see him like saying like like you know like you know bull market fantasy you know or, or something like you know it's insane i just want to see him say it one time i mean it's unbelievable so jim I if you're listening out there yeah, I want to hear I'll, him say it. I'll be sure to mention that to him and uh, i'm sure we'll all be out of a job by 2021 <laughs> you know what I, I, I thing, i'll be honest god be surprised if boom uh, if mad money was probably got the, probably the derivative. Like, mad money probably comes from that commercial I'll be honest, Crazy Eddie, you're telling me, Bill, let me, let me ask you something. 
I mean, back in the day, I mean, I, I'm going, I'm going to show my age here, but you know, know. Or, or, uh, but yeah, I mean, there was crazy Eddie and there was nobody beats the whiz. Remember nobody beats yeah. the whiz. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, both places were around my, not far from my house in Staten Island, New York over there yeah. in Brooklyn. Um, and both of them were around and I always wanted to go to, you know, listen, when I was with my parents, they were near each other, especially near the malls and all that stuff. I always wanted to go to crazy Eddie because I love seeing that guy on TV that would scream and yell and, and everything. Everything I, w- I was drawn to going to that. So how many how many people do you think know who Crazy Eddie is that's listening to us? Like that's a very north, <laughs> that's a very northeast centric thing, right? It is. Yeah, like Edison, New Jersey, Brooklyn. Like, wasn't he around that? Like, I I, the, I, I, I guess area. so. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's and the, the Wiz. Is, the Wiz is a is a is a is a tri-state area franchise. Was it? it? I, don't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was national or not. Obviously, I mean, we were kids back then, so I mean, you know, for me to be looking or whatever, I just remember being on TV. But my point is, I don't see it as being any kind of like slight or insult. I think it, I was actually drawn towards you know going to Crazy Eddie because I love the guy when he was on TV. I you know go figure. Me loving a guy that yells and screams and gets <laughs> and, 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 and 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 is screaming to people saying you know like something is insane. You know, it's almost like when I'm talking about you know doing this pod with Bill. I almost want to jump through the screen and be saying Bill's insane. Yeah, you know, no, but, you know not, not a slight at all. Not a slight at all. Eddie was arrested in 1992 on federal racketeering and conspiracy <laughs> charges, and it was extradited to the United States in '93. He eventually uh, was sentenced to eight years in prison, and his company went bankrupt. Not, not a slight though. Yeah, uh, let's, well, let's let's uh, let's let's uh, leave the racketeering charges away from our good buddy Jim Cramer. Right, so here we go. Speaking of Jim Cramer, Bill, let's try to bring this back yeah. together and clean it up. Jalen Hurts gets the starts for the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Passing yards total for Jalen Hurts for a start. I, First start under at two fourteen and a half. Yeah, I'm, I, I go under here too. The Saints have such a good defense. I, re- you know, I had a really interesting with Carson Palmer this week, who was a guest on Bull Market Fantasy. You can check that episode out, bullmarketfantasy.com. Uh, Carson Palmer really said what what I've kind of been telling Jim all year. It's it's not Wentz's skills, it's his mentality and it's his confidence. He's been getting hammered. He has the most sack. He's taken the most sacks in the league. He has a career high interceptions. His skills didn't regress, but his confidence in himself, his confidence in his teammates, and his um ability to just stay in the pocket without worrying about getting hammered every single play has deteriorated this year. And I don't think his career is done by any means. I still think he can be a franchise quarterback for the Eagles next year. This year he's done. His offensive line is so bad. He lost complete faith in his receivers who are not getting any separation. His offensive line is so banged up. They're they're just getting pressure every play. And Jalen Hurts brings something to the table, fresh legs, a little bit more mobile, a little bit more quick, a little bit more shifty. I do expect him to be able to make plays this weekend, but I don't expect him to go over 214 passing yards. What do you think, Frankie? Over under 214 passing yards for the rookie Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't think there much has to be really discussed here. I'm going under this total. I don't believe that Jalen Hurts will be able to efficiently move the ball against this Saints defense. And if he does, I think that if he, I think a lot of the times he's going to look to use his legs more than his arm. I also believe that you know it's going to be hard for teams right now. They're going to be able to game plan and take Hurts out of the equation. I, I would not be surprised if he does not struggle to even surpass 175 in this total. So for me, I would actually look looking to go. I think that anything around 214 and a half or anything over 200 is a play that I would be looking to play the under. 
All right, there you go right there. Let's get ready before we get up out of here. Time to see if we're going to fade our guy, Michael Fabiano, or not. Every week his sit start comes out at si.com. You can get Michael Fabiano's work, and you can set your own fantasy lineup. Here goes some of his DFS musings for the week, Bill. I will start with you. Kenyon Drake at the New York Giants is one of his plays this week. The price tag on Drake at DraftKings is 5500 Are we fading fabs on Kenyon Drake? I like the price, but I don't like the player. I don't like the matchup. I'm fading him. All right, there you go right there. Frankie, you fading fabs on Kenyon Drake? Like they say in the movie, ghost ditto. <laughs> All right, there you go, ditto. All right, next one on the docket is Melvin Gordon at the Carolina Panthers. $5,200 price tag bill on DraftKings. Are we fading fabs on Melvin Gordon? I can't trust Melvin Gordon. What has he done this year? What a disappointment. Got that huge contract from the Broncos. He He's still supposed to be in his prime, but he has not been playing like a player that is in his prime. I'm going to fade Gordon this week. I'm Ooh. fading Fabs too. Yeah, fading Fabs again. Frankie, are we making it? Are we making it? Are we making it a uh, four for four with fading Fabs? A hundred percent. I'm fading them as well because the Panthers are one of my sleeper defenses to stream this week. So if I love the Panthers defense, how can I possibly uh, have any kind of love for Melvin Gordon, who's been a complete disappointment uh, in his first season with the Broncos? So for me, I am fading fabs here because I'm all over the Broncos. I mean, I'm all over the Panthers and I'm fading Melvin Gordon hard. I'm fading the entire Broncos offensive scheme as well. I mean, I just I just really don't trust that team as a whole. I think their young quarterback is still banged up trying to play through that that core muscle injury that he has. So I believe that the Panthers are not only a great bet to win this game as well, but Melvin Gordon is probably also a great bet to fade on the no on his anytime touchdown score market as well. It's an interesting one right there. I may have to hop in on that. All right, but before we get up out of here, J.D. McKissick for the Washington football team going up against the San Francisco 49ers old school NFC East battle. DraftKings price for McKissick is 4900 Are we fading fabs? I, I know I'm I'm with Fabs on this one. What do you have? Ten touch, ten catches last week against the Steelers. Eleven catches. No Antonio Gibson. I, I think in the PPR format, McKissick at forty nine hundred bucks is right in my wheelhouse. That sounds about right. What do you think, Frankie? You fading Fabs on McKissick or you like it? I'm I'm all in. I'm jumping off the diving board with both feet here. I love JD McKissick. I love his ability this week. I think he's going to have at least no less than six and a half t- catches in you know if, if you find his his rece- you know, reception market out there, it's probably lower. I wouldn't even be surprised if you don't see like four and a half, five. I haven't seen it pop up anywhere. But trust me, that will be one of my prop wages on Sunday. I'll be getting down on JD McKissick, be- uh, especially with no like a bill alluded to, no Antonio Gibson. I love him this week. I'm going to be starting him in several weeks as my flex. And boy, am I looking forward. To this matchup because I think that you can lock him in in PPR leagues for 15 plus fantasy points, you know, this week against that 49ers defense. I love JD McKissick. All right, let's get ready to hop up out of here. I want to thank Bill and Frankie, of course, my man Jim Kramer for the real estate. Bill Market, excuse me, Bull Market Fantasy brought to you by DraftKings right here. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We are out.